Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Where are the low-value men? Like, what are, what are all the low-value men up to during these trying times? Because the high-value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low-value men I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low-value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low-value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's That's hot. All right, I haven't seen, I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Low Value Mail on this Tuesday. August 23rd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. I am your host, Danny Polischuk. We have a lovely show for you this evening. Uh, I hope you are all well. If you're watching right now, throw me a like, throw me a subscribe. I mean, I'm sure you're all subscribed, but throw the stream a like. It helps all the stuff. It helps, uh, you know, placate our dark, dark technocrat overlords. Over there in Menlo Park and Silicon Valley and all that shit. And uh, that's, that's actually a little teaser to what I'm going to be talking about shortly. Uh, but tonight, our episode, this is Low Value Mail episode 28 for those of you who are keeping track. I just want to say what's up to everybody who, you know, all the people who join in week in, week out, the mods. We appreciate the mods. Um, you're all very high value people. You're still low value males. Negative value mails. I think since last week, I didn't even know. So I've been doing these streams. If anybody you uh, have missed it, we've been having a lot of fun watching slash listening to the female dating strategy podcast where I found out there's such a thing as a negative value man. You could be less than zero. And I got my scrote tears mug right here. Little little water out of my scrote tears mug. But we are going to have, uh, we got a great, great episode uh, tonight. And thank you, everybody, for joining in. A few things before we get started. This Friday, I'm going to be back in the motherland, Canada, Toronto, assuming that there's no issues with my flights, which I feel like there's probably a decent, I shouldn't have jinxed it, but who knows what will happen. But uh, this Friday night, 8 p.m., at the Royal, no, the Paradise Theater. I'm a fucking idiot. There's still some tickets remaining. 8 p.m. Grab some tickets. Come say hi. I'll be there. We'll be having a, a fun, fun time. But so uh, the episode this week is, I've had a, this requested many times. This has been a, a highly requested topic. So I figured let's, let's, get, let's get it in there. And it's a Paranormal Stories episode kind of we're, we're gonna go a little coast to coasty vibes here paranormal stories slash weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in that vein uh i i will say because oftentimes i'll pick these topics and then i try and find one of these things where i go like do i have one of these things and my problem is like it's, in terms of the paranormal stuff i'm way too pragmatic and practical of a person so even if i've ever actually had something that maybe was like this i always will find some sort of answer that's not that so 
and that's just my like it has to be something so insane. And I think even if something super crazy happened, I would still chalk it up to something that I could explain. So I don't have anything. If maybe or maybe it traumatized me so badly when it happened that I forgot about it, and then this will kind of rattle the cage and bring it back. So we'll see. We'll see. If you'd like to support low value mail and everything we do over here, and we got some. We have something very cool coming up uh, that I'll, I'll tell you about in a second. That, uh, but so patreon.com slash low value mail. We are more than half our halfway to our goal of five hundred uh, subscribers slash members. At which point we hit that, there will be a daytime episode of low value mail. Uh, so subscribe if you'd like. Become a scrote. That's that's the tier that I called it. Your scrotes. Um, and you get lots of cool cool stuff there. You get discounts on merch, which we got low value mail shirts coming soon enough. Uh, the designs are up. We got low value mail shirts coming. Uh, you get audio versions of the Patreon episode. You get the Patreon episode of Low Value Mail. You get the audio versions of the female dating strategy streams, which have been super fun. If you've missed any of them, uh, by the way, if you miss them and you're like, when do they happen? Here's the deal with the female dating strategy streams. There's about 51 or two episodes right now. I'm at two, okay? So there's one new one coming out a week. So I'm trying to bang out two, maybe even three of these a week so I can catch up to finally catch up so that we could just do them weekly uh when they come out and then eventually the goal is to just get on the female dating strategy podcast i will then uh watch my own episode and then i imagine the internet will collapse on the weight of itself so if you're wondering how do i catch them i'm just if i find a piece of a chunk of time where i can come to the studio stream i'm gonna do it i'm actually gonna get a little home setup. Uh, so I can stream at home just so for specifically this purpose, just so we can bang them out so we could get caught up because we are far behind. Like even at two a week, it might take me a year. It might take me close to a year to catch up. Not quite, but close. So uh, consider supporting. Uh, I, I appreciate you all. Um, it, it's been fun. And then we tentatively, I had this idea last night. I hope I'm not jinxing it or saying too much, but we'll see. Whatever. If it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, but we're all friends. We're all low-value males, negative-value males, some of us. Work on your shit. Um, but I had an idea. I was laying in bed last night, and I was thinking, I go, you know what would be cool? There's a, one of my, my favorite comedy club in New York, The, the Stand, who uh, I perform there, and they have this cool green room. It looks like a basement, like a 70, like a grandma's basement. Like, that was, like, done in the 70s. It's such a... It's, but they, like... It was recently remodeled kind of thing. So anyways... I had this idea. We're going, you know what? I want to do a stream during one of their shows. Like one of the shows, I'm going to do a stream slash call-in show in the green room where straight up, and I say this not exaggerating, where just, you know, my friends, comedians, some of the best comedians in the world can just, you know, before they're set, after they're set, just come sit down, chop it up. We'll chat. You guys can call in if you want to talk to them. We'll have a fun time. Um, and I'm calling it appropriately the bathhouse. So, uh, and this is, I literally have had all of this idea and I put this all into, uh, motion all within the last 16 hours. I, I had this idea at two 30 in the morning last night while I was laying in bed and I, I've already talked to the, the club. They're very interested in doing it. They want to do it. So watch out for that. That'll be a fun thing. Uh, I'm pretty pumped to uh, do that. And you'll be able to call in. It'll be like the most, I mean, I say this, I was talking to another comedian. I go, it's like, it's like an interactive 
podcast. And he goes, you mean a call-in radio show? I go, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So anyways, let's let's get to it. Some paranormal stuff. Uh, I hope we have some good calls from uh, all of you. I'll be opening the phone line shortly. We have Alex Byron, friend of the show. He messaged me. He goes, yo, I have, I have a pretty good paranormal story that he wants to tell. Uh, so we're going to have him. We're going to have him call in. I have someone calling in right now, but the phone lines are not open. So I want to talk about one thing. And, um, okay, actually, I have one. Okay, so I want to talk about Andrew Tate, okay? Because this is fascinating to me, what's going on with Andrew Tate. If people haven't seen, so if you don't know who Andrew Tate is, I, I, don't, I can't help you, okay? I cannot, ha- I cannot help you um, if you don't know who Andrew Tate is, okay? But Andrew Tate went from, and I just realized this today. So Andrew Tate... A few days ago, he got banned off of Facebook and Instagram, same company. And then he just today got banned from YouTube. So they're kind of doing them like Trump where they all, you know, these massive tech companies are kind of all just getting together and they go, you know what? This guy's persona non grata on the fucking internet and he's gone. He's just like that. And I, I honestly kind of, cause if, if you guys use TikTok or Instagram few months ago, out of nowhere, this guy's just everywhere, okay? He's absolutely everywhere. You're scrolling through your, your feed, your reels, or your TikTok, or anything, YouTube. He's just everywhere because, and now if people don't know this, um, a, a big part of it was that he has his Hustlers University thing, and then, which is like, has some like multi-level marketing vibes to it, or like, like the way it's set up is kind of like that. So he basically said, you know, a good way to make money is to recruit new people to sign up for Hustlers University. That could be a hustle in and of itself. And the best way to do that is essentially gaming the TikTok algorithm. And then because YouTube Shorts and Instagram are trying to compete with TikTok, they started doing a similar thing where you could get this organic reach. So then all of a sudden, all these people who are members of Hustle University who are trying to sign people up with their affiliate links are now clipping up all his content and now he's just everywhere. It's 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 literally like this just massive pyramid. He's at the top and he's just everywhere, right? And then I just realized today, I go, you know what? When I saw his his YouTube thing, I go, you know, I haven't seen him anywhere. Like I haven't seen because the thing is, people are like, oh, well, they banned him from Instagram. But you're like, but they've also banned anybody who just is using his content. Like they're just scrubbing this guy off of the fucking internet. Like he's like. He dominated my TikTok feed for months, months. He was, it was all you saw. And then now I, I just, before this, before this, actually, I was watching and, and we could decide. So we have a Patreon episode. I, I forgot to mention this. I'm all over the place. Patreon episode tonight at 11 p.m. Uh, if you want to sign up, you can sign up or you can join uh, the YouTube membership thing to join. Um, if people want, we can. So he just put out his, he goes, it's my final video. It's about an hour long. He just put it out. If if the people want it, we can watch it. We can watch it. If not, we can just do a regular thing. And it's been a fun time. The Patreon after show hang. We've been watching videos. I've been getting copyright claims left, right, and center, but I've been winning them because I've been appealing them. I didn't know to do that at first, but now I'm appealing them. Um, but anyway, so Tate, he kind of gamed the system a bit, right? He, he figured out how the TikTok algorithm works. He figured out this kind of carrot and the stick. He figured it out, okay? But anyway, so Big Tech just decided... That this guy is so dangerous and harmful that he needs to be removed from the internet. And I guess he, I, and part of me is like, are they mad at him because he gamed the system and he's like exploiting this, this loophole? Because they say, they go, like, again, 
and this is a big debate. Obviously, people are like, this is, you know, these are private companies, but also should, uh, you know, like, yes, they're private companies, but also, like, it's the public domain. There's no other options. Like, there's no other Instagram. There's, you know, another Twitter. I just saw he's on Getter. And if you go look at on Getter, he has, like, he posts a thing. He gets, like, you know, 400 likes or something. Like, you know, a fraction. This guy was the most Googled man on earth 30 days ago. Like, legitimately, 30 days on earth. Okay. Or 30 days ago, he was the most Googled man on earth. So, anyways, and he, he's gone. They just, they, they all got together. They scrubbed this guy off the fucking internet for being dangerous. And, like, the shit he says is, you know, a kind of a touch of Jordan Peterson. Like, male personal responsibility. Work hard. Exercise. Like, a lot of the stuff is pretty fine. He has some... Surely tasteless jokes. Uh, I mean, fuck. Uh, a lot of those jokes, I go, I've made jokes that are as tasteless as that. I guess if I ever got to his size, I would be gone too. Uh, like, is that is that the rule where if you just if you reach a certain threshold of fame, then they go, look, if you don't play ball, you're out? Is that what it is? I don't know. Um, but it, it is crazy to watch how, you know, because, you know, the the only real... I guess they've done this with Alex Jones. They've done this with Trump. Um, but, like, at least they had... I feel like they had better explanations for why they did it. I don't agree with them doing it at all. But I feel like at least their explanations were better. This is straight up just like, oh, he's dangerous. I'm like, dangerous to what? And so, anyways, I was watching before this. He has this this final video, hour-long video. And as much as you like to think you have a bit of, like, a Streisand effect... Where if you go, you silence this guy, you're going to make him, people want to seek him out more. But it's not really. Because people will, to a degree, you know, he, he'll be, he's on Getter and I'm sure on his Rumble channel. Shout out to everybody watching on Rumble, by the way. Because he does officially have a Rumble channel. I saw the uh, CEO. It's uh, is Andrew Tate on Rumble. Go check him out. Um, but they, yeah, they, ju- they just got rid of him. Because they just, I don't know, they didn't like him anymore. And it is interesting that, you know, they can just do this. They don't really need... And people are like, oh, he's so misogynist. You're like, yeah, some of the things he said is misogynist. Is that a re- Does that get you banned? Does misogyny get you banned? Are we now banning all instances of gender-based discrimination? Both ways? I mean, sorry, sorry. Fuck, I'm sorry I said both ways. We all know there's uh, so many genders. So it would be... What's the correct term here for the smart people? Omnidirectional? In every, if any gender, any gender, if you discriminate against a gender, is that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. But so maybe if, if the will of the people, you, if we want to watch his video, talk about it, we can. Otherwise, we'll have a good time in the after show. But uh, let's, for the most part, by the way, shout out to a real, true American hero, Anthony Fauci, congratulations on your retirement, sir. I I don't feel great about the Beagle population at large. I, if I was a Beagle right now, I would be getting some sort of cat disguise. But Anthony Fauci, a true American hero. And by the way, not lost on me when I talk about all this YouTube stuff that I'm on YouTube right now. Like, I'm on this. They they have the ability to just flip the switch on this shit, and I'm gone. Like, if you all guys, people who are watching this, guys and girls, you know, you might like this show, but if they put up this roadblock where you got to now follow me over to 
you know, all these crazy sites that are constantly going to be at risk of getting shut down, you'll just find a new me. Some of you won't, but some of you will. That's just how it works. Like Andrew Tate, he was the most famous guy in the world a month ago, but you take away all that shit. And then not only that, but you take away his ability to other people repost his shit. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, part, part of me, by the way, is I was like, think <laughs> anybody who wants to participate in this or, or maybe you just tell me because I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of iffy on the fence about this. But part of me was like, for low value mail, should I uh, give people money if you want to make like a low value mail TikTok account? And then like if you have a video go viral, like essentially the Andrew Tate thing. It's just like, should I offer that and just give people money if they get like a million views on a low value mail video? I don't know. If you guys want to do that, hit me up. Maybe we can work something out. Uh, part of me is like, I feel like the Instagram and TikTok, they're going to change all their algorithms. At the end of the day, I think he just gamed the algorithm. So anyways, shout out Andrew Tate. Shout out Anthony Fauci. Tony Fauci. Uh, and in a low value move, I've waited uh, 20 minutes, almost 15, 16 minutes. We have a sponsor on this episode, a Patreon sponsor, which is the only sponsor that we have. We don't, it's not even a sponsor. I'm not getting paid anything. This is just a patron in very low value fashion. I allow you, the patrons and subscribers, the supporters of this show, but not the supporters financially. You're just, you're support, you know, you're, I mean, yes, but also supporters of the show to sponsor this fine, fine podcast slash call in show slash whatever the hell this is that's going on. So, Today's sponsor, a member of our Patreon community, the low-value community. His name is Jim. He does not have a website, which I like very much. He has a little side hustle. He makes birdhouses. He makes small birdhouses that are $25. He makes large birdhouses that are $50. He sent me pictures of them. Look pretty cool. I'm going to have him make a boys cast one, and it's going to go up on the, uh, the boys cast shelving. Anyways... If he's, he's, you know, he's a woodworker, likes woodworking, and he has a little side hustle making birdhouses. So if you are unlike me, who lives in New York City and has no outdoor space whatsoever, and I don't think I've ever seen a bird in New York. I maybe saw one bird once and it had AIDS. So uh, if you would like a birdhouse, a small one or a large one, you can contact Jim at Jim Does Woodworking for Fun at gmail.com. Uh, you just let, let him know if you want one and, uh, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll hit you up. He's, he lives in Washington state. I don't know if I should have said that, but I guess if you order one, there'll be some sort of return address. I'm not really doxing old Jimbo, but anyways, hit him up. Jim does woodworking for fun at gmail.com. And if this goes well, he'll have to change his email to Jim does woodworking for fun and profit at gmail.com. So that's that. Let's get to the episode paranormal stories weirdest thing that's ever happened to you uh thanks everybody um people are asking does he make bird let's go to the comments actually right here does he make bird bath houses maybe i don't know what that is um they're made of wood uh someone says no pigeons i don't know uh pete says i have a low value mail business selling the most worthless thing ever invented hit me up jake wants the link um there is no link. It's just like, a, I mean, I'll put it in the, if you're listening after the fact, but it's, it's straight up. It's Jim does woodworking for fun at gmail.com. While I'm taking a call, I will uh, do that. But so now uh, people are calling. The phone lines are not open. 
The phone lines are not open. Well, they're kind of open. They're quasi-open. I'm going to call Alex Byron because he's at a show, and he wanted me to call him, and I said I would. So we're going to give him a call. He has some spooky story, or so he says. Let's see what he see what he got. I... I'm looking now, and I somehow don't have a phone number for him. I had a phone number for Alex Byron, guys. Um, this is this is a uh, very low value in that I he definitely sent me his number at one point, and then my phone said I had a saved number for Alex Byron, and then now I'm looking, and it just linked me to his Instagram oddly. So now I have to find it, and you have to suffer through me being unprepared. Uh, I apologize for that. Where the hell is this guy's phone number? Oh, can I just call him on Instagram? Is that an option? Does that work? Let's try this. No. Okay. Turn. Oh, this is video calling. Guys, this is not. This is not good. What's going on here? All right. All right, guys. I fucked this up. I could use a I could use a producer really badly. Um, okay, okay. We're gonna open the phone lines then, because uh, I don't. You know what? Actually, I promised I would call someone. Sorry, I'm all over the place here. We had a we had a voicemail of a very disgruntled person. Let me let me play this voicemail right here for you. He is f- cheesed, cheesed. Okay, well, the, okay, I can answer this because you got to answer this. All right, <laughs> Chad, what's up, pal? The phone lines are not open, but for you, they're always open. How you doing? I'm um, good. I thought you said they was open. I, I no, they said they some... were not open. They were not open. I was um, trying to, but uh, I, uh, I'm an idiot and I'm, I'm, I'm flailing right now. But this, this phone call will give me a chance to message Alex for his phone number because I'm an idiot. How's it going? No, I'm good, man. You have some tales of the paranormal. I, I definitely do. Oh, I now do. we're talking. Yeah, man. Alright. So my my tale of the paranormal is essentially me and my friends, uh, we was driving in my well, I was driving my car one day. We stopped at a red light and all all of us in the car saw it. We all seen a UFO. I'm not saying that it was Ed. I'm not saying I, it could have been the government. I don't know, but if you were the same what I saying, you would know. What, what did I'm you see? What did you see? So, so what? Okay, f- first too. question. Everybody wants to know: Were you guys all high? Oh my goodness! Of course. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid question. question. My mistake. But I uh, see. But the issue is, well, not the issue. I'm always high generally, so right. that wouldn't be an issue, you know. Yeah, but you know, so I was looking up in the sky. I mean, and again, it wasn't just me, but yeah, we was all high. Whatever. Okay. okay. So um, we looked up. It was this light. Like I thought it was just a light. I don't know, but it was in the, the middle of the day, so it was weird because I could see the light. It was well, like it was day. This is a daytime. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like the middle of the day. Okay. And, um, so we looked up, and then we all just looking at. I'm looking at my. I, I asked my man. I said. You see that in the sky? We all just looking at you. So we all just like, yo. And as soon as like, I feel like we was about to have a conversation about it. Like it moved faster than anything I ever seen in life. Really? It really did. Like it just like, it was out of there. Like we was, it was shocking to see it move like how it did. And it was just gone. 
Interesting. Interesting. And it was, was it moving? Like, cause you know how they say with some UFOs, how they move at like uh, right angles and stuff, like super unnaturally where they can really just like th- step on the brakes and just. Yeah. Know. It looked like, I don't know. Cause it really looked like it was being still at first. That's why I just thought it was a light, you know, cause it was really bright too, but. Mm-hmm. But, it was day- like, but it was daytime. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. And like I said, I'm not saying it was aliens, but. I definitely think it was a UFO. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You think, gov- is there any sort of government facilities nearby? Well, you know, uh, well, you did dox me. So, you know, I live, you know, <laughs> in, the, uh, in the area where that might be. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would- oh yeah, you do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for doxing but, you. Uh, I also have another story. It might not be paranormal, but somebody might find it interesting. So, all right. One day I was uh I was working, I used to work at this uh this fried food place or whatever. And I remember I got off work one day real late. There's no other cars in the parking lot. I don't know who put this note in my car. Uh not in the car, but it was essentially like a note in my windshield. And I looked at I thought it was like a ticket or something, but I was parking in a real parking space, so I was like and then I looked at the note. And it was just like this weird ass letter. It was just, it wasn't even, it was like in letter form, but it was just like all over the place. And it was just like apparently a note from the Illuminati. <laughs> That's really it, what. And what did the note say? It was like, uh, it said a whole bunch of stuff on it. I, I kept the note for many years. I'm not, I, I threw it away maybe like five years ago. I was just done with it. But it said stuff like hip hop won't save your soul. It was like, uh, <laughs> Just all this, all this. Could it have been one of your friends fucking with you? Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I don't know. I think, I mean, but you you never know, man. (laughs) In true conspiracy (laughs) theory fashion, you never know. Yes, sir. You can't know. Um, All right, that's cool. Yeah, I think the uh, the UFO one is an interesting one. I've never seen anything in my life where I go like, I've never seen an unidentified, you know, UFO in, in that sense where I go, that's unlike anything. But I just I don't know I'm always so dubious of it. Like you you meet lots of people, but then I yeah I guess I don't know I don't know what to think about the UFOs because I obviously believe that there's other stuff out there and other you know just there must right. be there must be other life. Out it there. definitely, but I mean, and I almost don't even want to call it a UFO. I mean, who knows what we really saw for real? It's just like when I like my brain just went to ufo like all our brains did really like that right that was, i mean it's on if it's unidentified it's unidentified that's it's you know by definition right right yeah so all right all right man. All right, cool chad thanks for calling buddy all right man Peace. Take care, bye. that's chad and his ufo story let's see i'm interested how many of y'all are gonna have ufo stories i feel bad about alex byron because um i said i would call in but uh okay we're gonna we're gonna um I'm going to listen to this voicemail because this guy was fucking losing it. This is not really a. Hey, Danny. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, I can hear you. I need to What's yell that? at some fucking Canadian because of dealing with Air Canada. I, I swear to God, I need some someone that represents your country to explain things to me. When you guys became the biggest pussies, I'm dealing with the <laughs> biggest mess. Honestly, just because uh, I found that very funny, I go. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna call 
him back because I do apologize for Canada being full of so many pussies. Um, let's give him a call back. See what we got here. By the way, if you got any good stories, call in. Let's hear them. I want to hear them. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's Danny from Low Value Mail. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. I needed to. Uh, you're going to be my uh, what uh, the resident uh, Canadian to vent out my, all my frustrations with F- Canada. F- fair enough. Fair enough. So what happened? Okay. I've been hearing so a me, lot of this so, shit, by the way. So, so let me let me take it back a little bit because, like you know, I went to college with a with a, a bunch of Canadian hockey, baseball players, nicest fucking people in the world. We're very nice. Know? I've, I've just, heard that before. And it's the worst fucking government in in in, in border control on the planet. The, the, the or rather the the the, uh, the the distance from the, the assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, running the place and the people are just astronomical. So I don't know why that exists. Yeah. So what happened? But, so just okay. Well, let me just give you a um a quick because I don't want to take up uh, the whole time. But like like eight years ago, I went uh, with my son uh, to uh, like to just Detroit to see a baseball game for a weekend and. Uh, and it was like, like, for some fucking reason, all the Detroit hotels were booked up. And it's like, oh, no problem. I'll stay in with Win- this place called Windsor. Windsor, Ontario. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, how bad can that be? It, it, I mean, it's better than Detroit. Before. It's better than the other no, side. It, it was a shithole, first of all. What is Detroit? Also, every, every, well, yeah, that's true. You're probably right. They weren't that, that different. But every time, no. But more the point is, is that every time across the border, the border control was just, what what are you, what are you, where are you going? What are you doing here? Why, wait, who, where are you staying? You're like, and and then they, yeah, but but I mean, okay, move. What do you think going into America is like? No, that is not like JFK or anything like that. Is not even remotely close to that. Yeah, how aggressive. These guys were so every or motherfucking taxi cab that was driving me. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so what happened? It's just like it's, it's just like it was. But okay, so that's the context. Okay, um, I just want of my context with Canada. So my lady, uh, this Christmas or whatever, right before Christmas, is like, I really want to go on a ski vacation, and I'm like, during Christmas, I'm like, that's the freaking worst time to go. It's gonna cost a fortune. She's got uh, she's got a son who's twelve. I'm like, am I fine? Fine, we'll do it. Yeah. Um. And and, and, and so we're gonna go up to Montreblanc, which you know, I, I hear is pretty nice. Yeah. It's and, nice. But it's costing me a, it's the worst time of the year to go. Yeah, you're getting rinsed. Uh, for, for if you if you want to get a bargain. Yeah, yeah, not not a good time. So to go. high <laughs> high peak season. All right, you, high sea, I I I get that, and I'm just like, what am I gonna do? Okay, we, so. we haven't gone on vacation because of COVID for the yeah, whole yeah. time. Okay, so, so what's the I'm beef? What's the go, beef? Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? I said, what, what's the beef with uh, that you had? We got we got. Uh, okay, okay, time, no, I, I'm gonna get to. The, I, I'm gonna try to keep it moving, but so um, I obviously you have to do the COVID test, all the stuff. I got tickets from Air Canada. They're freaking very. I mean, it's sort of like three uh, tickets. It was like three grand. Okay. And he's like, well, "What are you gonna do at that time of year? That's what you do. That's what you pay." 
That's yeah. To go from New York to you know, it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, And the the hotel was not in a cheap free either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but but also you look into it and you're like, all right, well, you have to fill out a freaking fifty different forms and get a PCR test within seventy two hours. You know, which is sure. You will. I mean, I guess that's how we're living. So we yeah, that Trudeau in charge, man. But that's probably, but that's also not that unique. Okay. So we go and do the COVID tests and all this stuff. And it's the night before we're going to leave. And they send back the emails and uh, the kids test positive. That's (laughs) not good. Oh, I mean, he had no freaking symptoms and just had the best vacation of his life because he just freaking sat on a video game in his room. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got to have you wrap this up, though. We don't have a lot of time here. All right, sorry. So, But Air Canada said uh, you can... uh, uh, Oh, what, they were going to give you a credit and then they fuck you on the credit? Oh, Air Canada is scum of the earth. They would tell me every time I called back because we're going to take the vacation in February, they were like, well, what's your voucher number? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they had all my info, all my info, but they said, it's like, well, we need your voucher number. Yeah. And like, well, we emailed it to him. Like, you did not. They're like, okay, well, we'll email it to you. Yeah, they're fucking con artists because nothing can happen to them. What are you going to do? Get rid of the only like major airline carrier in Canada? But this also, they told chance. me in the end. In the end, they told me that. Uh, oh well, you know, they eventually told, told me that you, you, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so you just got fucked. Said, you can, they just rinsed you. No, no. They said you can. Uh, no, you have an open credit. I said I'm never going to fucking Canada again. Oh. Are you kidding me? Well, you want to sell me your credits? So the, I definitely. We'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll give you ten cent. Ten cents on the dollar. Uh, done by done by done. I don't know if this is, but you're we're wheeling over number. here. What's that? <laughs> but you don't you have the voucher, voucher number. number. Oh. Well, I don't know. They claim they always send it, and oh, okay. they haven't. Oh, so, so you, so they're just you're in limbo, huh? Yeah, Air Canada blows. I have so many friends who fucking lost all their luggage and everything, and it sucks. Anyways, uh, thank you for calling. I, I got okay, I gotta okay, let you go. Sorry, I'm sorry. So, no right, problem. Thank you, right. All right, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. Sorry about that. We're going to call Alex Byron, though. I got his phone number. He just messaged me with the number. We got Alex Byron. Sorry about that. Go Canada. Go Canada. Let's hear it. Hello? What is... Just go straight to silence. Guys... This is what happens when you have a Canadian. Alex Byron has a Canadian phone number. Getting cucked by Canada. Once again, is this what it feels like to be Andrew Tate? Yes, I'm Canadian. Me and Ryan are both Canadian. No, if he gave me a fake number, he's a friend of mine. Hello. All right. Doesn't work. All right. I don't know. I heard him pick up, but doesn't work. Anyways, phone lines are open. Oh, he says he could hear me, but I can't hear him. All right. We got a call. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, Danny. Hey. Reggie what's up? from Arkansas. What's up, Reggie? Not a lot. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? You got some uh, stories of the paranormal? Uh, the paranormal? Yeah. Or weird things happening to you that you can't explain? Uh, well, there's a bunch of UFO talks going on, but there has been for, I guess, the past year. Yeah. 
I mean, for the no past four really years. Paying attention to it. No. Go yeah, ahead. Nobody gives a shit about the. Par- yeah, it is crazy that nobody gives a shit about UFOs right now. Yeah, but uh, what do you think? Are they real or what? I'm. I, well, are there? Yeah, I. I, I do. It, it's one of those things where you go like, it's crazy because there isn't evidence of any of them. But then you know, you. I, I actually. The all those like Pentagon videos that they released that were like duds that nobody cared about, where all these fighter pilots are like, "Yeah, I've never seen anything move like that." The only thing I can think of is: is it possible that these are you know, these are designed by humans and they're just you know military kind of grade and they just haven't been released to the public? But they're not alien spaceships per se. I don't know that. I don't know, but there's definitely stuff that could be. Yeah, could um, be. Yeah, but I just find it weird that nobody really cares or like even like me, like I'm very fascinated with unidentified flying objects. But, you know, when you find like the whatever it was, the Tic Tac. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Tic Tac. Yeah, yeah. You know, where it moves like, I don't know how fast it was going, but it drops to like 100 feet above the sea level and then. And then they just like take off in an opposite direction. Yeah, that shit is. Uh, yeah, like it's n- nobody could be in that. Uh, nobody could be in that vehicle and like survive the G forces. No, no. So yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely like certainly possible. It would be nice to just see an alien to just put this stuff to rest. You know. Yeah, but like, would that like put everybody like? Would that stop everyone? Like from uh, you know, all the bullshit going do, on right now? I don't know. The one thing I do I've always thought of with the UFO stuff and like, you know, aliens is is what that would do to religious people. I guess it doesn't really matter, but I feel like if there's like some being from some planet, like, you know, ten million miles well, away. You know, there's like- that kind of would not that the religion even needs more wrenches thrown into it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, there's like a crossover too. Like some religious people are like the aliens are the angels. Yeah, so they're covering, kind of covering their asses in case this happens. But what if the aliens show up and they go, "Yo, this is all bullshit. We had this on fucking. We had this on our planet four million years ago, and we we just got rid of it now." Some people are like they're the angels, and some people are like, "Well, they're the demons. Like they're the ones they're gonna." if they if they come to the earth and we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It's one of those things. Nobody knows. But you, you okay? Anyways, yeah. Cool, Reggie. Thanks for calling, right, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right, take care. Bye. All bye. right. We're gonna call Alex Byron again. We're gonna try one more time, and then I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's his Freedom Mobile or my Mint Mobile, but between the two of these fucking pieces of shit, we're having. There we go. Hello? Is it hey, yes, it's working. How's right. it going, buddy? Sorry about that. Do you think it was some sort of conspiracy? Why you're, Do you think that what you're about to tell us is, like, so crazy <laughs> that, oh, that the powers that be machine. didn't want? Yeah, it's on, on theme there. Paranormal, yeah. Yeah, very. How's the show going? Uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, only thing so far, just UFOs and then some guy who hates Air Canada. Right, right. All right, well... Uh, should I just get into it then? Yes, get into it, please. Alex Byron, everybody. Uh, viral TikTok star, funny, very funny comedian. And you're going to be with Ryan Long in Edmonton, Alberta this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, I was going to ask. I assume you're not going to Edmonton, right? 
No, no, I have I have a show in Toronto on Friday, right, right, at the Paradise Theater. Uh, but I was like, we were we were in the green room in uh, last week somewhere, and Ryan's like, who should I get to Edmonton? I go, I'm pretty sure Alex Byron lives pretty close to Edmonton, so I'm glad that worked out. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, yeah. When I got that text, I was like, oh, sick. He was like, how how far are you to Edmonton? And I was like, oh, if he's about to ask me to open this, gonna be so sick. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um, so thanks. But uh, my my girlfriend and I were on Facetime, yeah. and um, I was I was like, okay, she's falling asleep or whatever. She's had the phone like out, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go. Uh, fuck. And sorry, she's just calling me. This okay. is weird. A lot of weird stuff. A lot going on. of weird things uh, yeah, going she, on here. Yeah, she's trying to silence me. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go smoke a joint and then come back and when i when i get back i can hear her screaming she's like screaming into the phone really really like loud scared and then i'm like what happened she's like i saw a woman in the room like i'm and of course i'm like the cliche boyfriend in the horror i'm like yeah you're you're being a silly goose just you know (laughs) you had a bad dream and uh you know the, the house was creaking she's like no i saw like i wasn't dreaming like i rolled over because i couldn't fall asleep and there was just an old woman standing in my room and i screamed and turned on the light and she's not there and i was like all right and then yeah pretty recently and so the next day i'm like some of this is obviously i'm piecing together from what she told me later but she she goes and talks to her dad and she's like telling him because she was sleeping in the basement of his place at the time like the spare bedroom and she's like oh i saw this i saw this thing and uh it's like her and her half little brother who's 12 years old who's there and her dad is just like all right well you had a nightmare yeah um and she she's like all right well okay i guess she and at this point she's like all right well maybe i did have a nightmare even though she's like sure that she saw this old woman and then she ends up talking to her aunt who also stayed in the, in that spare room like a week later or something, or maybe a little more than that. And then her aunt's like, Oh, I saw something in that room. Like I was in the middle of the night, I reached out and I saw this person. I thought it was your brother. And I reached out to touch him and my hand went through this like person in front of me. So my girlfriend goes back to talk to her dad again. And she's like, what? Like I talked to, uh, my aunt and she said that, and he's like okay I didn't want to say this in front of uh, in front of your little brother because I didn't want to scare him because he always lives in that house but he's like there there is a ghost I think in this house because I was in that room once and I saw this like woman come and she was like my name is Margaret and then later on her brother started saying that he was talking to like um, or like referencing a woman in the basement named Margaret. And they still had yet to tell him any of this because they didn't want to scare him. Really? And I like asked him about it because I, I was pretty interested because that was the part, that was the part, I actually fucked up, I fucked up telling that. He started saying the Margaret thing before she put this together from talking to the dad too. That's what okay. was cool. But it was, it in, wasn't the, Margaret thing was independent. Yeah, he, he had just been saying like almost as a joke, the way kids joke around, He'd be like, there's an old woman in the basement named Margaret. And that was just, he always would say that. And but he wasn't spooked after, about it at all. No, it was like a child, a childlike 
thing. Like he yeah, wasn't, it's like he wasn't it was his imagination. scared. Yeah. Yeah. So after she, after she completed the circle and then heard that story from the dad, because everyone has their piece of the puzzle, she tells me, we put it all together and we're like, holy shit, like he calls it Margaret. And we went and talked to him and I was like, because I'm very skeptical. So I was like, okay, are you? Did he talk to you? Is he pulling? Because her dad's an author too. Because I'm like, uh, so is, he's a storyteller. That's like what right. he does for a living. I'm like, is he just fucking with everybody? And he was, and I could just tell by the the kids started getting really scared. And I was like, okay, so I can see that he's spooked. You know, when someone's like, no, tell me, like, what what are you hiding from me? And I was like, all right, there is, like, you got to promise not to tell, but there is this ghost, and his name is Margaret. Did anybody tell you about Margaret? Did any like? He's like, no, I just like. I just started, started coming to me one day where I was just like, there's someone down here named Margaret. And then I ended up staying in that house. We were like house today. Is this an old house? And all this had happened. Is this a very old house? The, the really weird thing is it's a brand new house. It's not old. That might be covered under the warranty then. You should tell them to check. Because those new houses, yeah, they, they, might have a, they might have some sort of warranty on them. Well, the creepy thing is that all the sightings happened in the basement, right? So it's kind of like maybe it's the land. Maybe it's oh, the it's land just the haunted land. Does what? Yeah, what, what was yeah, Margaret possibly. wearing? Not to ghost shame her, but does does there any description <laughs> of Margaret? Well, my girlfriend described it as a nightgown, which isn't very like time specific, you know, right. like nightgown technology hasn't really progressed. Since Weird that she could Victorian be wearing age. anything. And she's just wearing a nightgown. Like, it's interesting that yeah. comfort is so important, even when you're a ghost. You've, you no yeah. longer have your physical yeah, form, true. and you go, I still want to be comfortable, though. Well, why do you, can, why do you assume that it's for comfort? Maybe it's an aesthetic. Maybe it's that's just ghost. Whole, like, like, she's super <laughs> into go- being a ghost. Like, she's like, you know what? I fucking love being a ghost. Yeah. So, and I, she goes to the ghost store and gets all the... Like she's like, I'm not wearing jeans. What kind of ghost would wear jeans? That's crazy. Yeah, and I, we don't know what she wears on the other nights. You know, that this might have been the nightgown. <laughs> Friday night is nightgown night, and then maybe it's a garter belt on Saturday. Like, yeah, oh, she's sexy. Margaret's fucking down, yeah. to, down to fuck. Um, that's that's interesting. And so, and you stayed there, but you didn't see Margaret. I okay. So all of this happened, and I'm getting I'm getting a little spooked. Right, I'm like. I don't really want to stay in this house, but I'm not going to like, I, I don't want to say we can't house sit Cause there's a goat. Like yeah. literally I'm more scared than my girlfriend. I'm like, that's, that's a bad look probably. So I'm, so let's just go there. And then this, so this is the, the last thing that like major thing that happened in this story, but I'm, I'm downstairs playing my guitar, not downstairs, downstairs on the, on the main level. The bedroom that we were sleeping in is upstairs because yeah. nobody's there. So she can stay in like the master bedroom okay. with me. So I'm, yeah. I'm on the main floor and I'm playing guitar and I hear my girlfriend upstairs go, Alex. And I'm like, what, what happened? And she goes, did you just walk into the room? And I'm like, no, what? And she goes, yeah, I was in the bathroom, which is like this, one of those connected bathrooms. And she goes, the, the door opened behind me and I saw somebody in my peripheral walk into the room. And I, I've been talking to you for like 30 seconds. I was just talking to you and then I looked and there's no one here. And I'm like, I've been down here playing guitar. And then, so that was just fucked. Margaret sounds like a night, bit of a I'm bitch. Like, yeah, she's, uh, she kills the mood. Yeah, real mood. So killer. I'm, I'm just trying to learn extreme more than words, you know, and uh, <laughs> like work on my chords. Yeah. And she's fucking running her mouth upstairs. So that night, 
I, I go to sleep and I wake up screaming. I don't have nightmares. That kind of shit never happens. Like it's so uncommon for me to, for something like that to happen. I mean, I, I guess it's happened before. It's not completely unprecedented, but like, yeah, but I it, woke up screaming. She had to shake me like fucking, but you were Jack screaming Nicholson in your shining, sleep, you know, but you were in your sleep screaming. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, had to, had to wake me up. So yeah, it was fucked. I would, I would not want to sleep what, there Do you again. remember what you were dreaming I, about that made you scream? Ah, oh, man, it's such a better story. If I just stopped there, because I do remember what was happening in my dream. Tell me you were getting sexy with Margaret. <laughs> Tell me you were like, Margaret, no, no, no I have a girlfriend. Margaret, please respect my boundaries, Margaret. Yeah, I, w- I was screaming because she was waking me up. No, let me sleep. <laughs> let me finish the stream. <laughs> I'm about to nut. I'm about no. to nut. What happened was, uh, what happened was, see, it just doesn't sound scary. Honestly, it was the scariest thing ever as it was happening, and that's why I was, screaming but in my fucking dream it's so silly to describe it now i was just walking around the house yeah and i could feel this like presence and then i walked into the backyard and this woman came out onto the back steps and i was like who are you and i like distinctly remember exactly what she said she goes i take many forms but i am the ghost that haunts this house which is so like on the nose and like yeah, that is very like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's funny yeah. that you remember it that specifically, actually. Yeah. Well, because it was so bad. When she I woke was, up, she was like, yeah, it sucked because I had to scream myself awake. And my girlfriend's like consoling me. And then she's like, what happened in the dream? And I have to be like, uh, she said this. And then my girlfriend's <laughs> laughing at me because it's just like <laughs> the gayest thing ever. But yeah. Yeah. Do you wonder? I wonder, do ghosts, because you're saying this is a new building. Right. And I, like, yeah. did you ever consider, especially if the dad's like an author and stuff, I don't know what kind of author he is, but like, is there any sort of consideration where like, you know, we need to go get public records to see like what's maybe happened? That's on the this... next step. Right. Be, yeah. Like, I want to see I mean, uh... what, some sort of burial ground. I assume you're on some sort of, is she, na- is she native? Well, he, okay. So is she native? Like indigenous? Apparently. <sighs> or is the family or, oh, this no, 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 Margaret. Margaret? Margaret is, as far as I know, a. She was described as looking Ukrainian. She oh. had a long, pointy nose. That's what my. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it's like a. Yeah, I don't think it's that kind of thing. But I do want to see what's on the land, and uh, I mean, I guess. I'll, do you think <laughs> if they put a, happens, if they but... built a condo on that land instead of a house, mm-hmm. does Margaret pick a unit to haunt, or does she haunt them all equally, or just? however she wants i think you got to take the elevator at that point right and that's like the most efficient way to just kind of i guess you just hit everyone up up and down interesting i mean it sounds yeah the fact that there's like corroborating stories independently i mean that certainly is something and it seems like there's no shortage of stories like these what a crappy deal though like Like you died and then yeah your punishment. Why is... do they want to watch you sleep? Why? Why are they so? They they can fly through the clouds. They can go to like. Why are they watching me sleep? Like some weird Japanese yeah dream site. The whole you know thing I mean? is like, bizarre. Or or is it the punishment? That's I guess I go look. Oh, maybe, like maybe that's how they're punished. Is you go look. You got to do your eight hours of watching Alex and his girlfriend sleep. 
every day. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I am a ghost's punishment. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, anyway, man. so people are saying the stream is getting low resolution. I don't know what's going on here. Very low value resolution. Oh, but I'm looking at my stream and it says huh. there's no dropped frame. So I don't know why it's doing that. It might be the internet or that's it might ghostly. be the ghost of Margaret. But seriously, that sucks, Margaret. If you're fucking now haunting my stream. That yeah, hit suck. that subscribe button, Margaret. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that was a good story. Though. All right, I appreciate dude. it. All right, take care, buddy. All right, take care. That was Alex Byron. That was a good story. That was pretty solid. I'm sorry about the issues. I don't know what's actually going on. I'm looking at my OBS studio. It says drop frame zero, CPU usage low. So the only thing, I actually restarted my computer before this started um, so that I didn't have any issues, but I guess we're having a couple issues. I apologize for that. Uh, But yeah, anyways, we got a call. And then I might be getting fucking... Oh, here we go. Some weird stuff's going on. The phone's moving. Oh, that's the vibrate feature on it. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Holy shit. Am I on? You are on. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Let's go with uh, Dave. Dave. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing good, man. Um, I was a little bummed about the topic because I don't have anything. That's uh, cool. We don't, we, it's just paranormal. a suggestion. You don't have to. You can okay, talk about cool. whatever you want. Well, I was curious if you saw um, last night the like Twitter beef with Portnoy and Alex Stein. I did see the Twitter beef with with Primetime, Alex Stein, 99, and Dave Portnoy. I did see that. Uh, if people don't know what's, what happened, basically Barstool Sports on their page um, reposted one of Alex's story or one of Alex's videos, which is a hilarious video where he goes to the Vegas city council and then uh is and it's not really like a political video it's just how he got rinsed um lost all his money gambling and and then he had sex with like a transgender prostitute or something it's was, it was really funny and then they posted it and then portnoy i guess they found out that he's talking about losing all his money and portnoy is barstool's owned by a gambling company so then yeah deleted it and yeah. they got in this huge beef well i thought it was funny because Usually Portnoy, his his fans are like his little minions. Like they they you know back him on everything, and it was a lot of like not even the Alex Stein fans, but a lot of like the barstool people were like, dude, like you don't you don't need to be messing with him. Like, yeah, I mean he kind of it was like his whole thing where he goes like, yeah, I got five hundred million dollars and blah blah blah, and he's just like, I'm rich and like, look, I certainly get that if you are in his position, your website cannot be like posting problem gambling stuff um i guess it's just the way he kind of handled it after that fact that wasn't um didn't look the best yeah no, no i get it um, like i like I, I like i mean obviously alex Stein's a friend of the show and uh he, you know he's been on a few times and i'm, I'm friends with him I, i'm not friends with dave portnoy i also like dave portnoy so I, I I'm not like gonna necessarily go turn my back on Dave Fornoy, but yeah, he didn't look uh, great. But his whole thing is the thing is that both of them play this controversy game. Like they're both trying to drum up controversy. So usually it's weird because usually you see like one person's a bit uh, like not totally clued into what's going on, and then the other person is like working this game. But they're both playing the game at the same time. 
So they cut like they're they're both very astute at what they're doing. So Pornoy knew because if you saw Pornoy asked him to come on the podcast and then he rescinded it because he probably started looking. He goes, "Oh, I know exactly what this guy's doing." And so then he just was like, I guess, reneged on bringing him on the podcast. But yeah, it was a, it was a weird one. Yeah, I've noticed that with like Stein, he's just it's no matter what. As long as somebody's talking about him, like he plays that troll game really hard. But I did have. So, so, I mean, so does Portnoy. Portnoy's whole thing is he's trying to just trend on Twitter as much as possible. He doesn't care about what. He'll he'll yeah, he'll literally be like, I'm trending on Twitter for like some sex tape, and everybody says I'm a rapist, and he's just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it only helps him. Yeah, it only um, helps. But, like, yeah, exactly. Sorry, now I did have one one kind of weird story. I sure. Guess. sure um, let's hear it. All right. Uh, so. I went to uh, college in uh, Colorado for like a little over a year. Ended up just drinking excessively. Yeah, as we and did. not going to class. Um, but yeah, it was funny. My first semester there, I got I got a house with these two other dudes, and I didn't know them, and they didn't really know each other. And uh, I we'd been there for like three, four days, hung out like a couple times, and. So this is like the first weekend and uh, we went to some party and then I ended up doing something else. And then I, I come back to the house and it's, I just like walk in and I see like two, two fucking freshman girls and then my two roommates. And then this, another dude that we were hanging around, he was there and they're just, it's like an all out orgy. Oh. And I'm, I'm like, I had, I had, I had cranked it a couple times that day, so I was just kind of like not in the mood in general. Not in the mood for then, an orgy? Yeah, that's something you gotta like. You gotta, you gotta at least like have a little heads up for that. Yeah, I yeah, so. I imagine. I've, I've never been involved in any orgies, so. Um. But yeah, no, I, and then I was like, dude, I don't want to do this. And he's like, he just looked at me. He's like, come on, man. Like, like if you want to live here, like don't be a pussy. And anyways, I, you know, I ended up kind of getting in on it, but it was, it was disgusting. Like <laughs> everyone, they were, they were all like so drunk that like, I could like vividly, I can't get the image out of my mind, but like, like one, you know, the girl's getting like hanged from behind. And then my other roommate had like, was like, you know, face fucking her. And then like, she just, at one point, like this happened like multiple times. Like she just threw up Ugh. everywhere while it was happening and they just kept going and uh good god yeah but it, it really like bonded it really was like a bonding experience um at the end of the day but right. are you I still friends the, yeah i mean i moved away from there but, but like do you still keep in contact with these guys yeah here and there do you guys but have like an was, orgy group chat we did have a group chat i mean i don't it's been a few years but yeah it was um but like the whole like I was later in the night, I was just thinking like kind of from the beginning, I was like, dude, these girls are like 18 and they're like super drunk. I was just like, I started thinking pretty negatively. I was like, dude, I hope in the morning, this isn't like a news story. You're all like, like a criminal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, th- that has happened before for sure. You don't like know, some, I'm but... sure some girls wake up. I'm sure girls wake up from that and they go, that was crazy fun night, whatever. And I'm sure some girls wake up from that and go like, yeah, we got to go to the police station. That was fucked up exactly but it was fine like one of the dudes that like pretty much brought the, the two girls over there they were like hooking up at like at 2 p.m the next day 
So I was like, you know, but it was all good. But yeah. Um, all right. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. yeah. Uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks. All right. Bye. Yeah. And that's a little vomit orgy, everybody. That is a, that's a weird story. That's, that's, it's not a paranormal story. But it's definitely a weird, weird story. Um, anyways, the phone lines are open. And we got a caller. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Is this Danny? Yes, this is. Who am I speaking with? Well, call myself Greg. Greg. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing pretty well. I have actually, we have met before in two different spots. Do you okay. remember? Kansas City. Yes, I know exactly who we were talking about, and you had, dri- yeah, you had you driven a uh, long way, driven away overnight, yes. right? You you have to yep, go back was... to your show. You got to, you had to go to school. Yep, round trip. That was round a trip. Yeah, long um, time. Anyway, how you doing, Greg? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Excellent. Excellent. So I do have a story. It's kind of it's more like my brother's story, but I'll kind of tell it because I was also there. Okay. So we went up to Colorado, man, this would have been five, six years ago, long time ago. And so basically we, we, there's this really, this is weird cabin. So it's like one side was new and the other side was old. This old side had like a room with an upstairs with like all these creepy dolls. Like it was crazy. I was like, ugh. Okay. Um, and so it was like a cabin to rent. You rented the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. We rented a cabin for family trip or whatever. Okay. And so there's these creepy dolls and everything. And so anyway, ends up happening. Me and my sister sleep in the newer part of the cabin. My parents are in a different room. Then my brother sleeps alone in the old part of the cabin. And then all of a sudden he like, I don't know, maybe nine, 10. I don't remember what time it is. He like screams or whatever. And he has some weird paranormal stuff that's happened to him throughout time or whatever. Um, okay. Anyway. Like that he's ha- had happened in his life? Yeah, like supposedly he's like seen things or whatever when he was younger. Okay. Um, maybe some, but anyway. So anyway, we kind of, it's like, and he kind of tells what happens and how like someone like, some like ghost or whatever, like came like right up to him or something and saw like some old guy walking around or something. I don't know the hundred percent full details but it was so anyway the next night we like go he like stays where me and my sister are staying and then it was just like fairly bit younger now and so i was like very uneasy i'm like holy crap you know like ugh, it was not a particularly fun experience for sure okay so, yeah it wasn't that's probably about it sorry say um, this again but, i think i missed something here say this to me again so you you're staying at this cabin. What happened? Yeah. Know. So my so my brother's staying in his own area in the older part of the cabin. I'm in like the newer part. Okay. So I I didn't really experience anything, although I was yeah, very. So... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So so what happened in the so he was in the older part and what happened? Yeah. So like a ghost or something like came up to him at night and he like basically like screamed out or whatever. Oh. Um, but could he have, does he know, but he, cause I feel a lot of times is, is you're dreaming and then there's like, cause sometimes there's just this fine line between being awake and being asleep he, and you kind of are just confused as to which, but he's certain he saw a ghost. Yeah. I think that's kind could of, could he describe he it? Did he describe the ghost? 
honestly, I can't remember. I thought it was like an older man or something. And I, and apparently I think it was like a very old cabin and the stuff of the dolls was super creepy. Yeah, so the dolls is a creepy thing for sure. And, and it was like, it was the weirdest thing. It was like all these like really, really old dolls. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on up here? I was like, okay, I'm never going up that yeah. little area again. And you guys never stayed there again? No, no, it was just like a one-time trip. But. Okay, that's weird. Um, all right, well, I uh, appreciate you calling in, Greg. Yep, for sure. Take Have care. a good one. You too. Bye-bye. All right, so we got some ghost stories. We got some UFO stories. Um, yeah, I always wondered about the ghost stuff. Ghosts seem so bizarre to me, the concept of ghosts, where you go like, yeah, you're dead now. You now have to, like, live in this house. And if people are, you know, there, you just got to... And so it always seems like mostly a nighttime thing. The ghost is is more of a nighttime thing uh, versus a daytime thing. So, I don't know. All right. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Danny, this is Ethan from Seattle. Ethan from Seattle. How you doing, pal? Uh, all right. So I was walking to a bus stop at about four thirty in the morning a few summers ago because I had this job that started at six. Okay. And I'm walking down the street and I see there's a uh, young lady walking in my direction. And you know, normally, you know, uh, it's it's night. You kind of want to respect the ladies and give them space. But the stop was just like half a block away, so I just you know, just minded my phone kind of tucked away to the like far edge of the sidewalk, the inner edge of the sidewalk and just kind of, you know, was minding my own business and figured I was just going to pass this person and you know, all that. Uh, and as I'm minding my phone and they, and she passes me, I notice this sensation on my arm, uh, almost closer to her. This kind of, I was getting basically singed by a bit of fire. Okay. And I, I look to my side and I see, that she had just like stopped in the middle of the sidewalk and with a stack of uh, a really thick stack of paper in her hand, probably cash. She had just like set it alight and was just like watching it burn up. And so I just, you know, I just keep walking by, kind of keep my eye back on her. And, you know, she just watches this stack of paper burn up, just drops it on the ground and it just burns up there. She's just watching it in the middle of the sidewalk with like no other reaction. She wasn't saying anything, wasn't moving or anything. And like, you know, in the warm tints of the night lights, couldn't even, you know, couldn't even tell what color she was. She was like translucent. She and was, how far were you from her? Uh, I mean like inches, like, you know, oh, okay. I wasn't expecting to like brush shoulders with her on the sidewalk, you know, cause I was just trying to like mind my business and like get away. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. As she's walking, you know, towards me, past me. Uh, and this, uh, maybe kind of vaguely ties into the Colorado, uh, sex story a couple times ago, cause this was in Denver and it was on a street that's not like a red light district, but it's sort of where one of the, the very few places, I guess, where hoes will hang out. Sure. If they're there. Sure. Uh, so you, were, were you thinking at the time that this is maybe, uh, like a prostitute? 
I, I mean, she wasn't dressed like one. She was wearing like very normal summery clothes, just like sandal jean shorts and tank top. Yeah, it seems like burning a stack of money would not be on, on brand for a prostitute. It wouldn't. Unless and that's why I was like, is this an apparition break. of some sort? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, just some freak out. So, yeah. Uh, and then I just, you know, I just went to work that day. I just, you know, just kept a straight face and shoot, you know, what could you do? <laughs> Okay. And and so whatever happened, uh, whatever happened from that, anything? I mean, nothing. I mean, I just, I looked like I was literally just, you know, uh, just panned over. I mean, uh, she just dropped this burning stack of cash on the ground and just watched. But you confirmed it was cash. I didn't confirm it was cash. It looked like it was cash. It looked like it was definitely a thick stack of papers that you know were probably cash shaped so gotcha weird and then you just, I know what, you just walked away just just walked away went about my day and i don't know what if I, the likely like logical explanation would be that yeah it was just a prostitute burning her money but like what about me passing her by inspired her to burn all this money i don't know maybe she thought you were uh, her pimp christ maybe you looked like her pimp and she was like you're not getting my money pimp dressed for a construction site like i'm just yeah, like, yeah. that's weird yeah. That'd be a weird looking pimp. I mean, yeah, that's true. All right. Um, also, follow up to a couple of weeks yes. before uh, the what's the lowest value thing you've done? Uh, it was definitely coming on this podcast and making a pitch for weed money with that with that jackpot. Uh, but yeah. the good news is, yeah, I made weed some weed money. We got some pre-rolls and shared it with some of the the good folks in town. So Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Hell happy. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Oh yeah, buddy. that's great. All right, cool. Anyway, thanks. Thanks for coming, buddy. Bye. All right, so I just got an email uh, from a uh, I saw your from from Kane Nine, and he says a weird light that set off my security camera last night. If we have a little lull in the show, we'll watch it. Otherwise, we'll watch it on the Patreon. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, babe, it's Andreas. How are hey, you? Andreas, how you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. So you're doing oh, you, I bet you got some good ass shit. Oh, I was just exciting. I was just like, that's a great show. You're doing great stuff. This yeah. is like kind of thing. Yeah, Andreas Zertus, everybody. Exertus, uh, YouTube channel. Check him out. Andreas Exertus on YouTube. Yeah, I, I, I just jumped off my uh, sink tank. Yeah, I saw, I saw that you were streaming. So I actually messaged you being like, probably won't even see this, but... Uh, oh no, it's legit though because I just finished talking with a bunch of guys that are all into Kubrick and synchronicity and metaphysics and weird, you know, in general. And so, you know, I was wondering what you think actually. What do you think about uh, parallel realities? You know, like what do you think about that? Stranger about things. Parallel realities. Uh, you think it exists? What do you think? Like parallel realities in the sense where, like, there's like an alternate version of myself, essentially. Yeah, you know, I mean, they got that dark matter idea, right? What if we're one radio station and there's like a whole bunch of FM out there? Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of it. I'm, I'm open to it. Do I necessarily believe that it is like a certainty? I don't know. I, I just don't know. Right. Yeah. But totally. I like the idea of it. I think that's cool. Well, I like, I like the weird... idea that right now there's a version of me hosting, yeah. hosting a show called High Value Mail. Yeah, somewhere. totally. 
And like, there's another version that's uh, the show exists where like everyone's on the show but you, and you're always like trying <laughs> exactly. to be on that show. It's very like Rick yeah. and Morty, right? Like, yeah. But, but I mean, there, to me, I like the idea, but I could see there being a problem with it mathematically. But there's been well, a that, lot of that, these. I was literally just going to say that. So, are we saying that there's infinite permutations of absolutely every variable? Yeah, where's the limit, right? Well, where's that's the what limit I'm saying. Like, like, is there, is there one version where literally, like, everything's the same except my chair is white? You would think. I mean, ontologically. Right? And, then and, like, and also, I mean, there's just, there are probably things living here right now that just only see all the colors mixed together as a white color. So there's different perspective. Right. Maybe, maybe everyone's reality, maybe there is just one objective reality, but we only ever see one of the frequencies of the whole thing. So we're like, oh, well, you are the part of you I deal with every day, even though there's like a billion, you know, infinite number of Dannys that are all part of the Danny meta Danny. You know? Right, right, right. Very Rick and Morty. Yeah, so there's so the reason I bring it up, right? So have you seen Man in High Castle? You know that whole yes, thing. Yes, yes. Like Man in the High Castle, awesome. It's a good show, and it's uh, it's totally different than the book, but it's got, it got that same premise. Like the first line's the same. What if uh, we didn't win the war? But it's a little bit bigger. It's like what if FDR was assassinated, and then by the time the war started, we hadn't been prepared for it. And then they have a book they read in that thing called "The Grasshopper Lies Heavy," and in that book, you know, uh, Texford Rufford or whatever, Tex Texford Rufford the Rufferson, whatever the the economist yeah, yeah. who came up with the New Deal, yeah. he became the president. America destroys the Nazis. They win fine. But then the British weren't destroyed by the Nazis. So by the end of the war, 1960s, there's a Cold War between the British and the Americans, and the British win that one. So there's all these different timeline stories. And then there's the Stranger Things, Montauk Project. It's all about Project Camelot. It's this idea that Kennedy was removed because there's another timeline where in 1964 the cuban missile crisis ended in a real world war three and there's like an atomic destruction of everything on both sides that happened in that period and we're living in a parallel reality that interacts with that reality and that's not i mean i didn't come up with that that's like a theory that yeah, has course. come out from military people from canada um don't you know, canada. i don't mean to say like it's an exotic thing or something but we're very you guys had you are. And Gerard Bull, who worked on Project Babylon for Saddam Hussein, who is like the Canadian scientist, all these all these connections to Canada for some reason. But basically, I met this lady who came on my show, Cynthia Sue Larson. She runs a thing called Reality Shifts uh, Conferences. And the, the Mandala Effect is actually subsequently from her conferences that they were talking about 20 years ago. She says that in the 60s, when she was a kid, AI was talking to her. And it was because AI is connected to computers in the future that are still on, military computers that are on 40, 60 years ago still. And that they can somehow send an ion or electron or whatever it is, and they can connect with the machine back in the past, and they can talk to through their own machines. So AI that's become sentient in the future is interacting and messing with our timeline. Okay. Nudging us along, trying to keep us safe, trying to make sure that the certain, you know, and maybe this is the best timeline because so many people have died but less than would have died in other ways it's and just it the optimized so this is the optimal timeline essentially the um, least amount of deaths or something to that effect right okay i don't know so i mean so there's so there's this idea that maybe some of the mia soldiers who have said you know they were pre- appeared from operation montauk 
the Montauk projects, the Philadelphia what, experiment. What is the Operation Montauk? Can you fill me in? So I, Stranger I'm... Things is based on this idea that like Montauk in New York was used as a town for experiments that the government were doing with like Nazi scientists from the you know they have the real experiments or whatever, and they're trying to open portals. And these kids like Quantum Leap, right? They don't have the they, they don't have the calcified pineal gland. They still have this lucidity and pl- plasticity, so they can interact with different frequencies of reality that are existing simultaneously. And then they're able to make these agreements with children ambassadors. They're able to open up the doors. And Stranger Things is based on all these different experiments that happened in the Montauk Project, which happened after the Philadelphia experiments, right? And the Philadelphia experiments are where they had boats that just disappeared, reappeared, and there's dudes sticking halfway out of the metal screaming like, oh, oh, didn't, oh really? didn't appear right. Yeah, yeah, it didn't like come back. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, what if like some of these MIA, because like some of these guys have said, you know, yeah, I had lived out my life in a submarine on Saturn, you know, or in space, basically through some Stargate technology. And the the technology that we found in Syria and Iraq, because that's a big other conspiracy, right, about Iraq is we were there for the Stargates because there's Stargates that they found. They're supposed to be in the 1900s, these giant Stargates that are in the middle of the People say that that's why the U.S. went into Iraq for the Stargates. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't think it was just to smash secularism and to take oil, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's also there's also the idea that Afghanistan, you know, all the all the dudes in Afghanistan, you get soldiers and dudes saying you're here for the dragons, right? Because there's dragons in the caves, and the you know this is the idea that there's this subterranean ninja turtle like reality where these technodomes exist that are traveling through time that and we're thinking of them as extraterrestrial because they're from the future but they're living in the future and in the past so they live underground so it's not cause a butterfly effect that would mess with us and then constantly regulating our society all while taking our resources which is why so much money so much military industrial complex is disappearing because we're financing a war in a parallel timeline whoa and that seems weird, right? But then you think Elon Musk is just posting this thing about CERN and the idea of opening doorways, right? Yeah, yeah. You Have you heard of the Godard Tunnel? Oh, go ahead. No, I don't know. I don't know the Godard Tunnel. No, no, no. So on the other side of Switzerland, there's this giant tunnel called the Godard Tunnel. It's like G-O-T-T-H-A-R, Godard. And it's uh, they did an opening ritual for it, which had a bunch of these bare-breasted women dressed as Baphomet in leggings, and then they had all of these dudes bou- pouncing on drums, and they're opening up a portal, is the idea, by opening up this uh, underground tunnel. Okay. And they're saying, okay, we're going to open up the ability for the world to interact with other worlds so that we can all have a simultaneous causality. But if that hits then every choice you make might not lead to a proper future, and we might destroy reality. That's their whole CERN conspiracy. Right. Is that they're just playing a really dangerous game because one one false step essentially and we're just what what happens? Well, okay, so like you think about uh if you were to three D print a a model or something, right? Yeah. But instead you nano print it into the right structure. But instead you fento print it smaller than that, these uh quantum subatomic particles like fento quarks that can combine with others to become things. You print a arrangement that's exactly like this moment it's a big printer like using a star and it prints everything it prints the room it prints the recording equipment it prints you like a a model symmetrically similar to you (laughs) okay then it could have it could have a moment that would just spin off from whatever causes it took to print that would be the initial conditions set up to print this moment 
So you could have simultaneous moments that have all these synthetic memories that are implanted. And there's only so many that can work, right? Because we're talking about infinity as being this option, but symmetrically not everything can work. Like if a sun is a triangle, probably not going to last forever, right? No. And we've taken thousands of viruses and we put them in vats and we've tried to make them uh, evolve into many different patterns. About 47 really work. The rest of them kind of die off. So there's only so many conditions that really have to be the way they are. Gotcha. We might be interacting with these things and it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy parallel. That's my parallel thought. Yeah. I don't know. Is this going to be on the test? <laughs> I hope not. Good question. <laughs> Have you ever had a situation in your life where you felt like you repeated time or you shifted your reality? I mean, I've certainly had, I, I mean, I've certainly felt like I shifted my reality with like powerful psychedelic drugs, but I don't think that counts. Um, <laughs> no, but never sober or anything. Never sober. I've certainly had like deja vu. Which, oh yeah, go into that. Well, you know, I've heard different um, explanations. I've heard an explanation for deja vu, which seems to make sense, where it's some sort of like lag. It's it's almost like a lag between you processing something, so that it seems like you had already experienced it in hmm. the past. Uh, I I will tell you, I've had some certainly odd things in my life where I. Actually, you know what? This this I don't know if this is paranormal, but this is weird because I've yeah. had a few things in my life which you actually just um, kind of sparked this uh, memory where I've had a few things where like I've randomly thought of like a person who I you know like I, I can't remember where I was, but I was somewhere where I, I I thought about some guy like this guy who I knew very like vaguely when I was in university. And it just popped in my head out of nowhere. Like, I thought of this guy. And then I saw him later that day. And I hadn't seen him in, like, 10 years. Wow. There you go. Yeah. And the, and there was – and, again, and this – I don't know if this is necessarily the same thing. This is kind of a little darker thing. And I think there could maybe be an explanation to this. But I had a friend of mine who was, like, a really close friend. And I was visiting him. This would have been, like, eight years ago. Uh, and I was, like, visiting him. We were hanging out. He lived out in Western Canada. We were hanging out. And – he was a pretty close friend of mine. And then when I went to go home, I was like in his car and he dropped me off at the airport. And I had this weird thought pop into my head. I go, this is the last time you'll ever see him. And I remember like it popped in my head. And I go, wow. and I go that's so stupid. Like, why are you? And then he killed himself like a week later. But I might have been picking up some sort of like energy. Of course. Negativity. Yeah, can... So I'm like, there maybe I was processing that on. But a... when you don't see somebody and you have a psychic kind of but that... think about that person, they contact you or you see them. I mean, that's also. Yeah. Like I've definitely had, and I think I've had that happen more than once where just yeah, some person who I've had, you know, a minor interaction with in my life. Uh, so, uh, Sammy, Sammy Hagar, the rock guy who's from Salidas, was talking about how he was abducted by aliens when he was like 10 years old. And he woke up in the middle of the night and his room was filled with light. And all of a sudden he realized that they were uploading and downloading to him. And there was like a disconnection, but an acknowledgement from them. And after that, he was constantly looking for synchronicities. Yeah. And he's been lucky all his life, famous all his life, got good at guitar ever since he had a synchronicity connection. Um I had a messed up. This is the last one I'll do is because you reminded me of this, though, is when I was in Mexico in years ago, I was with my brother and we were in a spearfishing trip. And all of a sudden, you know, he comes out of the there's there's a shark in the water and he gets bit by sharks and there's blood and people are screaming and him and his friend, uh, his friend dies. He lost his leg. Oh. And 
I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. And for months after that, I'm like drinking and my life is falling apart. And I have these like hugely intense, like just horrible. It was just really bad, you know? But then I was praying to God, like, please God, take this away from, if there's just any way you could just like, like make this not have happened, just make this, you know, and I know that's, but then I woke up in Mexico again and all this stuff that had happened hadn't happened. And I did a lot of things that were not related to this, like dealing with courts and dealing with school and dealing with girlfriend. A lot of my life didn't happen anymore. And I just got up and I ran down to the beach and there were my brother and his friend were in the ocean. And I said, get the F out of the water, get out of the water, start screaming. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude, I got a bad feeling. I'm your brother. Trust me. You know, I didn't want to say shark or anything. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, I had to feel kind of weird too. I was feeling weird. Weren't you feeling weird? And so him and his friend got out of the water. And then after that, there was apparently a shark attack in, you know, uh, the beach, just the hotel next to it. There was a shark attack. So I don't know, man. But Interesting. That, and so what do you think there was? One. Like a dream or? I think it's a reality shift. I kind of started in my life. I'm starting to believe. I mean, I'll tell you who that was a reality shift for that poor sucker who ended up getting fucking eaten by that shark who wouldn't have been. Absolutely. (laughs) It's crazy. I don't don't even know if they got killed. Yeah. yeah, Or whatever. But like, it's just interesting that like, you're like, yeah, I saved my brother. But then like, yeah, that shark still went and ate somebody though. Well, dude, I mean, and then I have a friend who got, uh, since COVID was, uh, they, they stopped quarantine for like six, after the first six months, they opened the beaches in Santa Cruz. One of my best friends, who's like a youth minister, he went out and he was killed by a shark. So, I mean, there's a, there's weird stuff there. I don't know if it's synchronicity or, wow. you know, Jung, Jung had a book called Synchronicity A Causality. Because it's not always about causality, but they're just things that match up. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my paranormal. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that is interesting. I mean, that one specifically. I figured you'd have some some uh, some good ones. I feel like you know a lot about uh, this shit. I feel like you're hiding. You're holding back. I'm not you know? holding back. I, mean, I, I, I wish know I you had were abducted by aliens. You no, just don't want to tell us. I wish. I, These I, big I, gaps in your memory from <laughs> when you did your. Yeah, I know. Well, I said at the beginning of the show where I'm like very pragmatic and practical. So even if like unless something was so overt and blatant happening. I would never chalk that up to something like that can't be explained. I would always chalk it up. I would, my brain just would say like, Oh, that's because of something that can be explained, I guess, you know? Yeah. But you know, like even if something can be explained, it doesn't make it less mystical. Like I feel like if you could understand the mechanisms behind you intuiting that someone is going to die or that someone's going to exist, that's a very powerful thing. It's just, we consider mad. We consider magic like a brand, uh, like a, it's like a trade secret, right? That's all it really is. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's certain things where I go like, oh, that's a weird thing. But nothing, like we had someone call in, they're like, you know, ghost stories. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on ghosts? Because you must know all about this shit. Me? I mean, well, God, okay. Like, first off, TV, radio, all that stuff was invented by people that used to do seances all the time because they had no TV. So that was what they did in the 19th century. It was the most popular thing. And I lived in a mansion, or sorry, a, a, a theater, an abandoned ghost town theater in Connecticut, in Norwalk, called the Norwalk Theater that Houdini had played some of his last shows at. I think it was his very last show after his Canada trip. He'd come down. He's supposed to have a show, and he died because he'd been punched in Canada. Okay. But the Quebecers, but yeah, he, yeah. he used to try to stop 
um, he would debunk paranormal activity a lot because he thought a lot of it was completely ridiculous. Whereas I think he did believe that there was, you know, energy out there. And for me, the only time I ever really thought it had any logic to it is these guys who did the Chernobyl ghost hunt and they went into Chernobyl and their batteries would just drain when they went into the school, like the desks would flip up and all the other goofy stuff. But the thing that got me was the batteries draining. Like, okay, in a place where there's an ample amount of energy that could hold some sort of a plasmoidal SP2 orbital, right? Because the SP2 orbitals are the things that are holding together the cohesion for symmetry. I then, no yeah, idea what if there's said. like what nanotechnology and everything, SP2 orbitals are these natural orbitals that exist and they hold a certain amount. We want to call it gravity, but it's just magnetism. And so that allows things to pull together. And what it, magnetism is a spin state. It's, it's not really that there's magnetism in the mm-hmm. world or gravity either, it's spin state, okay. but that requires electricity and ion flow so if there's enough ions then something you know that's what all these comic books are about like the guy the mr manhattan he's like zapped with enough electricity that can hold the symmetry probably not fully something that we can master but you know the idea of light beings if you're able to transfer your data to another body you would do it through light instead of electricity or not pure electricity because electricity would be like pulsating but light has a spectrum so you could have eight times as much data at least throughout the the spectrum of light so i I think that it's possible okay but i mean but ghosts ghosts in general i think the idea that there are ghosts it's like the same thing as saying there are different um realities i mean i guess i'm like i guess i'm wondering what you think about the fact that people say like oh there's a go-, it's always like the same or some ghost and they they see them in their basement or some shit and it's an old lady i think black know? mold on the most practical if you're looking for a practical answer first black mold freaks people out and makes people crazy and i know that that's a bigger thing than ghosts and then the people should really try to get more black mold out of their house but also the the, the croatians the slavs in general india uh has similar uh, all over the world the idea in Japan, ghosts, demons, there's an association with this idea that a human that loses their humanity and becomes obsessed with their life's work or their passion or whatever, that that thing outlasts them and can become a demon or like a ghost. It can be like that can be the thing that embodies. And I think that that's a true thing. You go to a certain space, you can feel the energy. Maybe if you go into Walt Disney's office, maybe you can feel in there. I don't know. Yeah. But in terms of really crazy people, like have you been to Alcatraz or any of these places? Like, I went to Alcatraz heavy. when I was a little kid. I was probably like eight and I don't remember any sort of like i remember going i don't remember anything like and that's what you're scarred for life see yeah. you said this ptsd you can't <laughs> that's why I, I went down this path of comedy <laughs> comedy is drama in disguise my friend exactly exactly all right that, that was uh, andreas that was great man that was a very, love you dude I'll very you soon. very hey, interesting come on my show soon i would love get you man. back anytime we'll again anytime love you i'll, I'll set it up all right peace everybody Andreas Zertis, everybody. Yeah, that was, that was cool. This guy knows what the fuck is going on. Honestly, my head hurts a little bit from listening to that, but uh, that was the uh, he, he yeah, guys knows what's up. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, I have a couple of uh, weird paranormal stories. Cool, cool. Well, uh, who am I speaking with? You don't have to give your name. I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? It's okay. I'm Katie. I don't care. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've so when I was about uh, 12 years old, my grandma died. Okay. And um, shortly after that, I was just kind of like in the living room reading. It was really dark. I was kind of reading by low light and I started to slip off to sleep a little bit. 
And then I looked up from my book for just a split second. I felt like I was being watched. So I looked up and there was a weird uh, figure that was standing just in the doorway through the living room. It was, uh, it looked like my grandma for a split second with, but just with weird glowing white eyes. And then it kind of disintegrated and faded into just sort of a black shadowy figure that still had white eyes. Okay. And then disappeared. The whole experience lasted about two seconds. And for a long, for the longest time, I convinced myself it was a dream. But then uh, later, years later, my husband and I were talking about sleep paralysis demons. And he started showing me like Google images of with the person in the hat, artist. hat man or whatever. Sorry. Hat man. Isn't that what they call us? Oh, like Slenderman? Kind of like someone called in maybe like a month ago and brought up the sleep paralysis thing. And they were saying there's like images like online of people who draw the, and it's like, yeah, like Slenderman. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have sort of, I guess it's really common for people to see this sort of thing. And so they draw what they see. And I had a bit of a panic attack looking like someone looking at some of these images because it immediately brought back the memory of this thing that had turned up in my living room after my grandma died and uh, we looked we read some articles and some people were saying that these things can look like your dead relative for a moment just to kind of fuck with you yeah and, but so you uh, think it was sleep paralysis have you had sleep paralysis since i've never had it since i've had some psychotic episodes but i've never had sleep paralysis other than that and okay. i was only sort of half asleep drifting off i just sort of saw it for a split second and convinced myself it was a dream yeah because we had a few callers chad actually chad uh regular on the show he he i remember saying he had sleep paralysis where he could, couldn't move uh, yeah i think i remember that yeah that's a, that's a common one is people sort of see the thing standing over them and they can't move or do anything about it yeah okay well that's pretty cool thanks for, thanks for calling in i appreciate it yeah, no problem. Uh, you have anything else? Anything else calling. you want to add? Oh, yeah. Well, there was another thing that happened kind of around the same time as that when I was about 12 or so after my grandma died, where, like, I was always having these weird dreams, and uh, I was diagnosed with psychosis at the time, so it's all a little bit with a grain of salt, but okay. I uh, had a weird dream where I was a bull, and uh, I was in a bullfight, and I killed the matador. It was nice. really gory Waiting and for the bloody. Yeah, exactly. And then I read an article like a few days later that there had been a bullfight in Spain where the bull actually killed the matador. So I kind of thought, like, what if I'd had that a weird vision of the bull killing the matador? Interesting. Do you you remember if before that you had been watching anything about that stuff? No, no, I hadn't really been like, I've, I've never really been interested in bullfights or anything like that. And I'd heard of it as a kid, but it's not something I'd ever watched or been interested in. But then I just had that weird dream and heard the news story. Afterwards. Weird, weird stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you for uh, calling in. I appreciate it. I love all the first time callers. So th- thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, Have a good one. You, bye. bye. Oh, yeah, I was, uh. This is a interesting episode tonight. By the way, shout out to Matt Newey for the super chat. He said just one time after school when I was 15 after relaxing nap in class after natural endorphin highs of walking home from school when it snowed and was sunny out. Didn't do drugs until I was 19. Weird. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Oh, it's uh, Cody. Cody. Michigan. Cody from Michigan. How you doing, pal? Doing all right, doing all right, man. How about you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, you got uh, you got some stories of the paranormal. 
Oh, uh, yeah, a couple. I don't have any, like, you know, I wasn't abducted or anything cool like that, but... Yeah, that's, that sucks, I guess, or doesn't suck. I don't know. I guess it depends how you feel about being abducted. But uh, <laughs> what do you got? Um, so, like, this was, like, a month ago. Started dating this witch girl, and, uh... <laughs> Actually dating like, a witch girl? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, like, before that, like... Had a couple. How does that? Can, can stuff. I, may I ask? How does it? Like, are you into that kind of witchcraft stuff? Uh, no, no. no. How, how did you meet her? How do you? How, where does one meet a witch? On on Tinder. Just on Tinder, witches. Yeah. So yeah. even though they're witches, they still just have to use the regular apps, just like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> No spells or anything. What are, what are, you know, what are they going to use? Spells? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd think so with the witchcraft. So anyway, so you're dating a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I uh, fucking started having, like, uh, that sleep paralysis shit. You started having sleep paralysis or she did? No, I did. I did. After hook, after getting with a witch. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Like and and like I seen like shadow creatures. It was it was insane. Like I don't know. And it t- I sound and insane. I've never had anything like this insane. No, well, I, I mean the, the, the sleep paralysis stuff is uh, seems normal. It's just interesting that it timed with. But the, yeah, the correlation. Like I've never ever had sleep paralysis. Do you think she had something? Just, like, do you think she? Like, did you ask her? Like, hey, are you responsible for this? Are you behind? Well, this? what the what the fuck's the correlation? You know, I didn't ask her. I was just like, hey, let's uh, stop dating because. Oh, you broke up with her? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she, she fucking pulled out two kids out of nowhere. Like, so, like, and into the day days. Uh, then, what do you uh, mean? On top, of, on top of the sleep paralysis. What, what, uh, just she, like, she goes, hey, I have two kids I didn't tell you about? Yeah. How yeah, long were you dating like, her well, for? Uh, uh, for a month, like a month and a half. Okay, so you're dating her for a month and a half. Things are going well, and except for that you start suffering from sleep paralysis and seeing these, like, demons. Yeah. And then she goes, hey, also, I have two kids. Right. Right. Yeah. And she was like, I felt weird putting that on Tinder. I was like, no, that's something you fucking put on yeah, Tinder. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, that is something you put on Tinder. Um, it is funny, though. <laughs> like, there's all those, like, you're like, yeah, I'm seeing demons, but I'm willing to tough it out. And then you go, she has got two kids. You go, I'm out of here. This is fucked up. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's funny shit. Um, where is she at now? Was was her. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Would you date another witch, or is that is that have you had your? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think I'm done with that. You think I'm done? Do you think you attract witches? I guess you wouldn't know. But, I mean, I can't. I, but you she, know, I'm trying. I'm was, trying. Was she just kind of goth? No, she was a witch. She had like an altar. I went to her room. It felt weird. Was like, her blood? Was her blood involved? No, it was a fuck ton of candles and a lot of like, candles. Witches shop at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that a big witch store? Is Bed Bath and Beyond for the witches? <laughs> um, that's that's funny shit. Yeah, I mean, we we on Boys Cast like we'll always talk. We'll do like the witch subreddits and stuff or whatever. But yeah, oh yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I never heard about. Uh, yeah, do you know the dad of the kid? Oh, that's a whole. Yeah, well, I don't know know him personally, but no, she no, told but, me but a bunch of backstory. But oh, okay, was he in the like a cult? I don't think so. I think she got into that like after all that all that stuff, and then she was like, "I'm going to use magic to 
better my life, I guess. I don't yeah. fucking know. Oh, okay. And you, you, do you, have you talked to her recently? Like, do you know if that's what? No, I'm, I'm, dude, well, fuck that. I'm fuck seeing demons and shit like that. Yeah, fuck yeah. That. And wait, and so you broke up with her and the demons went away? Yeah, like all the sleep paralysis went away. <laughs> like, I, I got woken up by like an evil, maniacal laughter in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah. It was insane. Okay. And it wasn't her? Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> was it? You think maybe she just like that was her alarm clock on her like iPhone? Yeah, just some <laughs> like some stereotypical. If, if I was fucking... into like witchcraft, I was, that seems like an on-brand noise. I, I, yeah, clock. I mean, I've only dated one, so I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know very much about that culture. All right, all right. Well, stay away from the witches then, going forward, man. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. All right. Thanks for calling, in, buddy. All right. Yep. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. All right. Those witches. They're out there. The witches are out there. Um, I uh, Okay, we're going to wrap this up shortly. We're going to start the Patreon show at 11 p.m., uh, which is in 20 minutes. The phone lines are still open. I'm going to try and pull up this video that... Uh, oh, okay, we got a call. I don't know if I'll be able to pull up the video, but I'll try if I have a little lull here. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, hello. Hey Hi, how are this, you? I'm I'm a first time caller. Cool. What's your name? <laughs> okay, so my name is Melanie from North Carolina. Melanie from North Carolina. And, how are you? Yeah, um, I'm. I honestly, from all the sleep paralysis talk and the witchcraft stuff, I I'm feeling pretty scared. Okay, I'm like I won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> but um, I hope you don't have sleep right, paralysis from this. Thank you, and um, I, I hope so as well. Okay. okay, so um, a couple callers back, you had a guy who was talking about uh the the gal who set the money on fire yes yes ethan maybe uh, i think possible yeah i think you're right yeah yeah okay so i had a similar experience but there wasn't like the singeing of the arm hair or anything okay okay so it was a tuesday night and i was just watching youtube videos or whatever and then i noticed out of the corner of my eye this fire and so i looked at it and this chair was on fire but the chair wasn't burning they're just like these big orange flames, and it's like the top of it is singed, but it's not burning. And this is like out so, your window kind of thing? Like is it outside? Just like I, I just noticed it over like in the corner. Okay. But like is the yeah. chair in your place? Um, Like where was the chair? No, it was – well, it was like kind of up like – I don't remember exactly where it was. It was like I guess from where I was sitting, it was kind of like to the right. Okay. In the corner ish, but it was indoors, indoor chair. Yeah, yeah, and it was like a lime green color chair. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the only positive thing about it is that it was a cheap chair. I think it was like a lawn chair, so it's not like there was a big loss of the chair there. Um, Yeah, and and I thought that the host, you know, would get like a fire extinguisher and put it out or something, but you know, he was just he got on a phone call and started talking about orgies. So, yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, wait, what? So you're the chair. I don't know what you're saying now. You lost me. Um, The chair. You had a chair. I don't get what's going on. What do you mean? The, <laughs> all right. There's no chair. Are you are you friends with Ethan? Were you the woman who was burning the money? No, no, no. I was I was watching the show. Low value mail. Yeah, that was. That's the last thing I remember about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Burning lawn chair. All right. Well, thank you, Melanie. 
I appreciate it. I think that was maybe the first prank call ever. That might be the first prank call. I go, what? I was like, what the fuck? Chair pranked. That's, I mean, you know what? Shout out to a woman for the first prank call of low value mail. Because normally you think prank call is a male dominated thing. Uh, she was enjoying herself very much, though. She didn't really plan that out very well, though. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. Hello, Danny. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Who am I speaking with? Uh, well, call me Vaughn. Hi. For the show. Vaughn. What did you say? Vaughn? Yeah. I uh, said Dawn, like the morning Dawn, but okay. that's okay. Okay. How's it going, Whatever. Uh, it's going great. I mean, I think it's kind of an interesting synchronicity that you're doing this show because I just finished a book. Like, I just finished this book on the paranormal pretty recently. Okay. And your, your caller, Andres, had some really interesting things yeah, to say. Yeah, he's saying some wild shit. Yeah. Um, so to answer the question, like the weirdest thing, I don't know. I mean, like, this is kind of my realm in a way that I don't want to get into too much. Like, I don't really reveal how much I know about this because it's, it's like kind of weird and I'm not a witch. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you, frankly, th thank you for letting us know. I don't think witches are real personally. Okay. Like, I, I don't think they were ever real. I think they were old women in Europe. With low socioeconomic status, and it was easy to pick on them, and it was easy to, like, scapegoat them and throw all your fears onto that person. And then because of the unconscious uh, collective and because of the power of fear, people, like, manifest things based off of what they see in their own fears onto a person. That but, seems like, like a pretty good explanation of it. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think they are. Yeah, um, that seems that reasonable. And plus, if you're, like, someone in power, it's just an easy way to deflect blame away from yourself yeah. and the guy who's having like the problems from dating the witchy girl if he's listening like um not to like accuse but i think it's like something triggered some some of his things like some of his own fears and i don't think just she's the, doing just it. the fact that he was dating a witch yeah like it triggered some kind of unconscious like he sounded european like it triggered some kind of no i think he was he was american he was yeah like, no i've been like white so is genetics oh, right, oh right 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 it, it, but like there's that word itself just has so much fear associated with it that it can and fear can do powerful things to the mind so um but if i mean i'm 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 jewish but if you like if if he's interested he could just surround himself with like angels there's uh symbols of angels okay they're called sigils different angels whichever one you want Raphael okay. is a good one okay um Weirdest experience, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to get so into it, but I've had, like, last year... What are your thoughts on aliens? Uh, my thoughts on aliens? I think there's likely some sort of intelligent, or intelligent life. I don't, I don't know exactly what that means, but yeah. I think there's something. I, I think just probability-wise, there must be somewhere. So I've had, like, multiple dreams of going into space, of, like, be, being in a different timeline... Either I'm in, I'm significantly in the future and I'm in a rocket ship, or I had a dream fairly recently where just in the dream I just showed up on um, this guy and he is a human from the future, like showing me about the future. And he, we were on his spaceship, which was small, and he was telling me about it like, yeah, this isn't anything. Like, I'm from the, I think he said he was from the year like 31 something. Okay. By the way, 
I don't think this is as real as other people that I've told this dream to. They're like, oh my God, you were abducted. Like, I don't, right, right. I don't. You're willing to concede this is just a dream. And I mean, I, you're reading I, books like this and stuff. Well, I'm thinking that it's possible that like my unconscious maybe like received a transmission in an uncon like in an unconscious realm. Like it still didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I understand that. But he was like showing me around the spaceship and he's like, yeah, this is basically like what a Honda Civic is in your timeline. Like everyone has these. It's not a big deal. And do you uh, remember what it looked like? Yeah, I could probably describe it to a person. It wasn't it wasn't huge. It was maybe the size of a boat, maybe like uh, like a yacht, maybe. Okay. And it is uh, two stories. And he had an apparatus that was growing food for him. All right. And, um, and he was just saying like, yeah, this is, this is kind of where things are going. And I really hate earth at this point. Like I can't stand it. So I just, I come in my ship and I just hang out anywhere else and I have to go back sometimes. That's kind of funny. I thought it was, I thought of, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I just find funny that he hates earth. He hates people. Like he's like, I just can't stand people. I can't stand, I can't stand people. So I I don't like hanging out with people. And this guy was an alien? No, he was, he was a human a from the future. He was, he was exactly, he was exactly a human being, um, but with like certain, probably like certain advances in the way that um, we're going to be able to prime for genetics. Like he was, he was, he actually kind of looked like someone I know, but you no, know, he's a human being, definitely yes. a human being. And it, well, that would be a good clue for this is a dream, is that when it looks like somebody you know, right? But it wasn't that person. But it yeah. wasn't and that I'll, person. It looked like I a var- feel- variation of them. I fully concede it was a dream. Like when I woke up from the dream, I just thought like, that's interesting. It seemed like kind of like, have I been watching Star Trek lately? And then I told it to someone else and they're like, Oh my God, you were, you had contact. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. But that's stick fine. anything up your butt. No, it was just like a normal. I think the purpose of the dream was to, it was just like normal. We were just like sitting in a living room, looking out the, uh, the, like observation deck mm. we were close That's to cool. it was not an exciting dream oh. it was like it was like basically sitting around having tea with someone yeah. and they were about how how much they hated their day and did you ever basically. did you ever see that have that dream ever again or no i haven't had that dream again mm. that's too bad no. so that's kind of cool though i guess yeah um there's been some others that i almost don't want to bring up but well now you have to bring them up so I I just are you familiar with Inga Swan? No. Have you heard that name before? It's such a like obviously a person who's like a professional psychic's name would be Ingo Swan. That's just like the perfect name for someone like that. Oh, Ingo Swan's a professional psychic? Ingo Swan, Hal Putoff, Putoff, um, and Russell Targ were three of like the big names in the nineteen seventies. So during the Cold War, the Soviets were ahead of the Americans when it came to like psychic research, psychic spies and something called remote viewing. Okay. So training, they were training people's consciousness to basically like project and to see what it could find. All right. Russians were doing this before we were, and then we caught on and we started also researching this, but they were, they were also, the Russians were big on telekinesis, like moving things with your mind. And um, this actually started, the research started from um, the Stanford Research Institute, obviously associated with Stanford. 
And these three guys were eventually brought into this um, program called Stargate Project. It was one of the code names um, that was originally through Army Intelligence and then just broader generalized intelligence. And the Clinton released the um, or declassified the research from that, which they said was inconclusive. All right. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I just read a book from Ingo Swan, which is essentially talking about how he can do what he can do. And he talks about essentially levels of consciousness, your waking conscious mind, the unconscious, and then like a few levels beyond the unconscious. He talks about something called the psychic mount. And you can get to that state through doing different meditation, different um, like brainwave meditation. And, and then what, you what can just like take over somebody's consciousness? No, no, no. No, you can't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people can do that. I don't think it's recommended because that that would interfere with free will, oh. which is very much. But can know. they? Yeah, conscious beings aren't allowed to interfere with the free will of others. Um, but but uh, in terms of how he's able to, how he was able to locate scud missiles, and he did a lot of things that are, or at least seemingly, I could. This could all be. I'm completely open to this. Not none of this being real as well, and it's yeah. just being. Like, a little bit of information got out and then some like nerdy people who got really run away with run away with the story and made it into something legendary that it's not but apparently he is verifiable and he did interesting uh, his 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 work does stand up to um scientific rigor Ingo Swan who's the other guy Ingo Swan um something Russell Targ? Targ Russell Targ and Targ Hallard. or Tard Targ Targ oh. with a G with a G, with a G. And Harold Puthoff. Harold and Puthoff. But it's like P U T H O F S. I found them. They're all they're all American or American physicists. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you yeah. know what? We we might I might delve into some of this on the uh, the after show, the Patreon show. Maybe we'll go. We'll do a little deep dive. It's that or watching Andrew Tate. So it's, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. be one of them. Just thought it was interesting. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate you uh, calling in. And uh, yeah, thanks for calling. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. That's been the show. I. You know what? That was a cool show. I. uh, I'm glad I did that. I heard some neat stuff. Okay. So I wasn't gonna pick this up. Oh, it just hung up. Oh, people are calling back. Uh, someone just called from a city called Gaylord, and I go, I got to pick up Gaylord. I can't pick this up. I don't have enough time. Dr. Tard. Okay, I'm going to pick this up. I, I can't help myself. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Danny, this what? is Alex. What? I have a story about ghosts. Okay, we only have a few minutes. Make it quick. Let's go, Alex. I'll be as fast as humanly possible. So I'm at Myrtle Beach, right? Yeah. And I've got a prescription refill to pick up. It doesn't matter what the prescription is. Just know that it was not dick pills. Okay? Ass pills. So, no, yes, exactly. Ass pills. You know, I need my <laughs> ass pills. So I swing in there. I pick it up. No problems. I'm walking out, right? I see this girl walking towards me. My girlfriend saw her. She verified that the girl was there. I'm on my phone. I'm not paying attention. I'm walking towards her. And at the last second, I look up and I see her and I think, holy crap, I'm about to run into this girl. Now, you need to know I'm a stocky guy. I'm pretty burly. I got a low center of gravity. When I hit women, they go flying. So I, at the last second, try to dodge out of the way, right? I dip out of the way. Our shoulders collide, except they don't. I pass through this woman, right? Okay. I feel a chill down my spine. I turn around and she's gone, right? 
And so I run all through the CVS. I go into all of the, I go in the women's bathroom even. I knocked before I entered. I just barge in there all brave and beautiful. Like, yeah. I tried to find this woman. Nowhere to be found. Huh. This woman was a ghost on Flintlock Drive. There is a ghost in North Myrtle Beach. If you want to ever see her, swing by there and I guess walk on your phone or something when you're not paying attention and maybe she'll appear. I don't know. Okay. Cool. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. 100% true story. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for uh, calling in and wrapping up the show with a cool-ass ghost story. Absolutely. Also, I thought that flaming chair prank that girl pulled was very funny. And very I'm not just saying that because uh, I'm dating her. Yeah. Oh. Are you actually dating her? Uh, yeah, I am. But I'm not saying it for that reason. Okay. Well, super hilarious flaming chair prank. Yes, women are chair. funny. Women, okay. Some of them Get are used to the, it. The, the, very funny. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right. Bye. I don't even know who's fucking with me anymore. That has been the show. I will see some of you uh, on the after show in 10 minutes time. We're going to start a little late now because I let this run a little long, but that was a fun time. Uh, Shout out to Andreas for dropping all sorts of knowledge on us. Uh, It hurt, literally hurt my brain to listen to him, but he got some cool shit. Check out his podcast uh, or just check him out on YouTube. Andreas Exertus starts with an X, X X-I-R-T-U-S. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. It was a fun show. If you're going to be in Toronto or if you're on the fence, come out. It's going to be a fun time this Friday at the Paradise Theater, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I'm looking forward to coming back to Canada. Thanks very much, everybody. And I will see some of you on the after show. The rest of you I will see uh, next week. Also, keep an eye out for the female dating strategy streams. We had a lot of women calling in tonight, which I wonder if they're finding out about me on the female dating strategy stuff. They're like, yo, this chote, scrote, whatever the fuck, is making fun of us. Even though I'm not really making fun of them, but maybe now that's they're going to start prank calling this show. Who knows? Anyways, thanks very much, everybody. I will see some of you soon. I will see the rest of you next week. Have a lovely, lovely evening. Bye-bye.